Action Park Media. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. You're not doing the. You're not doing the sprinkler. I know, but I'm. I'm just trying some new dance moves over here. Okay, I think. I think you need to switch it up. Everybody on TikTok is like, she does the same dance move. She does not do anything different. What do they want you to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like get, like get up and um, shake my booty. Do I guess, something. Or something. Hi, Scout. Hi, and hi everybody. Hi guys. Hi. How, how are you? I'm doing. You know, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the moment. Uh oh. Um, but a good overwhelmed. Okay. I. I just, you know, we, we talk about it on the, on the podcast every once in a while about acting and all these yes. independent movies yes. and all this stuff. And I just book this job. Um, and I, I leave on Sunday and I start Amazing. filming Monday. Of course you do. For like three weeks. Are, are you ready? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's crazy because they they get shorter and shorter and shorter yeah. on letting you know when you're going to be in a in a movie. Is it a horror movie? Uh, it's not actually. Oh, I know. How exciting is Make that? Make sure there's no cameras in your room. Oh yeah, my god. Well, it is. It's it, we're we're going to Albuquerque, but then we're going out like three hours outside oh. of Albuquerque, so we're gonna be probably Spooky. by ourselves um, and it's it's so funny because I am actually being reunited with a co-star of mine that oh. I, I, I worked with so I feel a little bit more comfortable Can and you say I say who it is her name's Nikki Whalen um, she's so great I love her I did a movie called 7500 with her and um, I called her and I was like so this offer I got I'm playing your sister and she's like oh my god babe do it do it do it do it we're good, having a great good. time I was like well I already looked at the hotel there's no Gym. She's like, oh, I found a trainer. I, I was like, oh shit. Please. I was like, you, gym. you have. You, like you're this. like, is there a gym? Well, I'm like, is I there mean, a fucking room service? I need. Oh, well, there's none of that. No, that, gym. That's, I knew Ugh. that right when I looked at the hotel. I was like, okay, so we're we're all gonna be in this together. Yeah. Is what it's gonna be. But it's Luke Wilson. Oh, great. Yeah. And I'm excited to work with Yeah, him. he's I, amazing. He's fun. Have, have, so you know Luke? No. You, oh, okay. No, of course not. Okay, well, I don't know. You know no, so many No, I do people. shitty B-horror movies. Oh, well, I love <laughs> I love Luke. I, I, I've i been a fan of his for a very long time, and he's so funny. Oh, so I'm just like for you. excited to meet with him. Miss, I'm so worried I'm never going to work again. <laughs> We, are we Christ. always, whenever we get off of a job, we're like, oh my God, is there another one? Hey, I had my fitting yesterday coming? for the movie that I'm working on yeah? now. And I tell you, you know, my boobs filled out my shirt so nicely. Good. I felt like I wasn't playing dress up because yes. I'd go to the closet before. And I'm like, I need to be a mom. Yeah. Well, fuck, I am a mom. What yeah. does a mom look like? So if you so guys don't nice. remember, Danielle got her boobs done yes. and they look great. They're nice and small and well, perky. So fabulous. that's so crazy. So that's like your first. I feel good. I was like, oh my God, is is a great investment. I yeah. feel like a woman, like a mom, and I didn't need, I don't know why, I didn't ever think I needed that. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm playing dress up anymore. Wow. So that's all it took. I love that. I love that it does that for you. Thanks, so, girl. Well, wow. we have some guests here. <laughs> Scout's nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Okay, so I have known. Is this like, is this I'm like your dad? I'm watching them right now. I'm watching them right now. I'm He's hiding. I've known these, <laughs> these two since I was 14, 15 years old, and we have some stories for you. Um, I mean, obviously, like this, this 
man like needs no introduction. No. I mean, he's you know him from Gremlins, yeah. which I feel like our fan base will freak out about. Yeah, um, Bobby's world, yeah. um, and now he's on like the biggest fucking TV show, um, America's Got Talent, yeah, which is what on episode uh, like season ten or something. I don't Probably know. It's like so that. so many, and I, I'm I'm hooked on that every time I watch that. And he also have has a podcast with his daughter. Um, which is called Howie Mandel Does Stuff. Hey guys, Howie, so Mandel. Howie Mandel is here with his daughter, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Schultz. Schultz. Hi guys, welcome to Talk Scary to Me. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. This is and Scout was like a little girl. I know, I know. I want to hear, how do you guys know each other? So it's funny. I, I auditioned. Well, okay. Actually I was on Howie's, um, show that he did when he was 15. It was a script. It was an unscripted when show. When he was 15? When I, sorry. Sorry. When I was 15. Sorry. When I was 15. When I was 15. I'm sorry. When I was 15. Howie, you know, I have a funny story. I remember going into the audition and a young girl came out of the audition before I was about to go in. And she said, she was like, don't shake his hand. And right. I, I remember that. And I remember I went in, I didn't, I didn't shake your hand. And the next day I booked it. And I thought that that was why I remember I was so proud of myself. I was like, Oh my God, I booked it because I didn't shake his hand. I just was, you were proud of yourself. Was, it, you weren't, you didn't think you got it because of any acting nope, skill or nope, real talent. Nope, just nope. the fact that we didn't touch. Yep. Just that. I think my, my own little, little I girl actually break. think I auditioned for you for Little Monsters when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe 12. And I was so mad at fucking Amber Beretta. I'll never forget her name because I wanted that part so bad because I was obsessed with Fred Savage. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know uh, why. You didn't audition for me. Like, I was in that, yeah, but yeah. I auditioned to get that part too. Oh. So, and Amber is that the little girl with the red hair? Yes. She is she still so acting? Cute. I don't think so. I looked her up. I haven't I haven't heard, but I used to always hear her name as a kid when I was Steve, growing up in New York. That ended her career. Had you yeah. done it? Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah. Oh, there, there are many other movies that did that for me. So Oh my God. Um Howie, should we should we share our, our um little connection here that we have that we went through together? Uh, yeah. Alex? Yeah. yeah we, okay. Alex? So, so, okay. This is, I've. You can start it and I'll fill, and, okay. and I'll let Jackie fill in some blanks here. <laughs> I don't know all of it, I don't think. Okay. You ran away, right? Oh, yeah. So I, after we filmed that show together, I, his, his actual son played his son in the show. Okay. And I was smitten with Alex and Alex and I started, I don't even know if it was technically dating. Were you but like 16? Yeah. We were just like hanging out and we're okay. like, I like you. I like you. And my dad was such an angel. I mean, I lived in Apple Valley. I don't know if right. you know this, Howie. I was like an hour and a half away. And my dad, every time like Alex and I wanted to hang out, my dad would drive Aww. us and drop me off at the Mandels and he would go see a movie while I hung out with Alex and like in the skate park or whatever, whatever we did. Um, but anyways, so I, I was going through a big depression at that point. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I've ever, I've kind of talked about this on yeah. the podcast and I don't think I ever expressed to you guys, but I, I came from like a really rough childhood with abuse and, and, and drugs and all that stuff. And my dad got custody of me when I was 10 and I got shoved into this crazy 
world of filming and 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 you know singing and all this like fame kind of and work and it kind of like hit me really really fast and so I think at 15 is when I just kind of had a meltdown and I don't I if any young listeners are listening which I hope you're not um I don't advise that you run away but I I ran away from home and um, I remember at that point, you know, when you're 15 years old, the boy that you like is like everything to of you, course. you know? Oh, yeah. And I remember I was saying. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie's laughing because the boy in your life was her brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I know. Isn't it so it's, it's, weird? I mean, he's not, he's been so secretive. He's never said anything about any girl he's liked or dated or I, I don't know anything about his personal life at all. So to hear it coming from you. Yeah. Is really so you didn't even know I existed. I knew you existed. I didn't know there was any kind of love affair or crush going on. Oh, there well, was. She was in the house. He's a boy. It was a girl. They were 15. What did you think it was? Alex has a lot of girlfriends that he hangs mm, out that's with. What you like. <laughs> <laughs> Which he likes them all. Jackie, yeah. he likes them right. all. He doesn't like commitment, but he likes, likes the them. Yeah. Did you have to leave My the door? Son, Alex Kendall, I say when people say, what does your son do? I said he has a, right now he has a, a model, what, what do I call it? A model rescue. rescue. Oh my God. <laughs> so he, he, he finds broken models and he brings oh. the nurses them back to health. And then uh, when commitment is about to happen, he releases them back into the water. <laughs> Oh my God. That's hilarious. You know what? I will never forget the, um, thing that Alex said to me, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Uh Um, he, no, he'll be fine. But he said, he was like, he's like, you know why I like you so much? He's like, cause you're blonde because you look like my mom, my mom. Oh, and that's why he was like, that's, he that's said that, he said that when, he was, when he was, when he was 15, he was like, you're blonde, oh, no. you're blonde like my mom. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. That's weird. And, and that's like, weird. But that's where my mindset went when I was like, oh yeah, you really do date your parents. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. So going back to the story, would you like to, so I ran away, I ran away and I had, I reached a computer at some point and I just wanted to hop a message, not to my parents, but to my, my somewhat boy that I really liked. And I think we were dating that I was okay oh. <laughs> on MySpace, I think is something. Uh, I don't know if this is an all kind of story, no. but, but so here, <laughs> now let, let me give you what's happening on our side. Oh, so boy. she's a minor who has run away from home. And her parents uh, got the the authorities involved. And when a minor uh, runs away from home and not only runs away from home, but across the state lines, because uh, wherever you were, you didn't get on a flight. You were flying somewhere. You said you were doing a movie somewhere. But you weren't. So the FBI got involved. And now there is an FBI investigation. There are some amazing doctors out there. But really, the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of your network. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. It's easy, painless, and easy to find quality doctors. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. 
Go to ZocDoc.com slash scary and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash scary. ZocDoc.com slash scary. Yep. And the FBI, in following the clues, tracks my son, Alex, because that was the last known connection. Oh, God. When they look at her um, whatever communications, it was with Alex, my son. So the FBI is calling my son. And I don't know this. He doesn't share it. Just oh, like, uh, he Jack didn't just share said. it? He didn't no. tell you? <gasps> no. <laughs> no. I know this side of the story. Well, let me tell you that side of the story. In the meantime, going happening at the same time, my son gets into, um, uh, you said he used to go to skate parks, but he got into extreme skateboarding. Um, it was like mountain skateboarding. And dirt bike riding. No, but this was mountain oh. skateboarding, because I'll tell you what, what it was. Yeah. So mountain skateboarding, where we, we, we live next to this, um, this reserve, and these are skateboards that don't go on the road. They go on dirt. I bought them one. And, and they go on dirt and they have these big round wheels and he, he rides them down hills the way you would snowboard. Yeah. But you do it on dirt. So he says to me, uh, oh, and then he he the second day he has it. That, while this is going on, I don't know. The FBI is calling. They're running an investigation. They're actually tracking um, your communications with Alex. So they, they know there's a connection between my son and this missing minor female. And then you stopped communicating. Yep. At the same yes, time, at the same time as you stopped communicating, he came to me and said, "I need a new board." I broke the board and I hit a rock. Oh and look, God. the board is cracked. I said, "I'm not going to buy you a new yes. board." Wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. He says the board is cracked. And he said, "You know what I want to do, Dad? I, I went into the uh, into the garage. We don't have any shovels, but I want to be able to create a mogul at the bottom so I can create a dirt ramp." So I said, "You know what? This is a good father daughter bonding thing. Father son. Father son. Father son bonding thing." I also don't know that we are being tailed now, while Alex is by the FBI, because they've lost contact with Scout. Me and my son oh my go God. to Depot, where I buy three rolls of duct tape because I want to fix his board and not buy him a new board. And we buy a shovel to build a mogul. So I'm buying, there's a missing girl. I'm buying a shovel and I'm buying six rolls of, of duct tape. And you know, I, I don't know how to plug in a toaster. So what am I doing? <laughs> We are being surrounded. I get a oh call my from my manager, who's still my manager from Three Arts, saying that we just got a call of the FBI that they're closing in on your uh, client. And there is a missing girl. And they actually thought that we had murdered her or he, he had. And I was about to bury her. I don't know what I would do with duct What, what would I do with the duct tape? I listen to a lot of uh, crime podcasts. You wrap her up and you duct tape. After you wrap her up in whatever it is you're wrapping oh, yeah. her up like to, to get rid of her body. Well, that's a great, so that's a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea. I didn't realize. Okay. Like a tarp. Like okay. A tarp. Okay. So. But, go ahead. Scouts. Howie, yeah. Make it. Is Howie, there a happy ending? 
There's yes, what? no, there's obviously no, no there. Well, there's a happy ending in my, in my eyes because they didn't go to jail. That is yes. They didn't go to jail, but that is the most insane fucking story I've ever heard. And I didn't know about this until I went to Alex's 18th birthday and he told me that day. And then I saw you 30 minutes later and my heart was pounding out of my chest. I was so nervous to see you and you were so kind to me. And I was just happy that you were alive yeah. and I was not in prison. <laughs> Dude. I heard not that long ago that Dude. my brother was hanging out with you. And I, the first thing I said was, oh, the girl you murdered that you apparently <laughs> 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 oh my god okay how we said how we shared this story when we were doing a pitch meeting and imagine me in this pitch meeting and i was just like oh my god 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 i mean i am so sorry i put your family through that at a 15 i didn't even know my 15 year old self know. could do that we went through it like it, I'm, I'm glad i didn't know but it was kind of interesting that a 15 year old well he's older is he older than you uh, i think i'm older than him Oh, okay. So he was like 15 and he's got this constant communication with the FBI and we don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. How did that, how did they do that? How did they not try to find the parent? Yeah, maybe they wanted to talk or something. Well, because they probably thought that he was trying to hide. They wanted to keep, that he was hiding her at first. And then uh, we were going to bury her. And apparently that makes sense. Now you said the duct tape so that it's clean. And that's my thing that harkens back to not shaking hands. You see? Oh my God, this is mortifying. Why did I bring this up? This is mortifying. Yeah, because it's a fucking amazing story. Oh my God, it's it crazy. I'm just, I'm just so glad that we're still friends. <laughs> because honestly, you, I, I have to go back to like when I saw you at 18. You know, that could have been traumatizing for me if you didn't respond the way that you did. And it really showed me like forgiveness that someone could have. I wasn't mad at you. I was worried I about you. I was mad you. at myself you're, you're for putting kid you guys that, that, that. Fell, I, I understood the, all the misinterpretations. And honestly, and your listeners will probably agree with me, it is a hysterical story. It is <laughs> story. amazing. Yeah, it is. Story. I it love really, a good story. You have so many of those weird and wonderful. Scout is, uh, we've been trying for years to do the story of her life. You know, as she talked about, her father took custody of her. And, you know, it was hard enough for me to be a father of, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one, Jackie and I had a really tough time in those same years. Mm. We had a really tough time. And, and but uh, you, you were raised in a morgue. Yeah. Do they know that? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. listeners all. And know. your first kiss was with dead people? Oh, yeah. Dead she people. Used to for- ma- Wait, you didn't know she used to masturbate in a coffin? <laughs> I don't think Howie heard that story. <laughs> She would, that was her like hiding place where I, she would masturbate at, at 15 was inside of a coffin. So I, I, Howie, I shared the first time that I got caught masturbating, which was in Willie. Howie knows everything about Willie. It was oh, in Willie. Yeah, in Willie. When my, I had my headphones on and my dad walked in with some customers and I was in Twitter. there. That's why I always say when you're masturbating, it shouldn't be an open casket. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice, everybody. <laughs> no open casket. It was closed here. though. He opened it, right? Yeah, it was closed. It was closed, but still, still, you you hear the sounds. She's alive. She's alive. <laughs> well, pivoting into the second. That brings love. a whole new meaning to coming back to life. Ah, oh, yeah. 
but I would thank you. I wish we had our little. Oh my god, yes. that would be so good. <laughs> wish you were recording this, right? Uh, yeah, yes. I wish I was recording this. I love. Okay, that. so so segueing into our um, love and sex questions, you have a question over there, Danielle. Yeah. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, stop for a second. Yes. yes. This so nerve wracking. So we knew that I was going to be on your show. That's. I was like, Dad, do you know that it's mostly about sex? And he goes, really? And I was like, yeah. So why are they having us on together? Like, why is it a father-daughter duo? I thought it would be horror on- movies and crime. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea it was this. Just an FYI, I, I, sent, I sent them clips. I sent them clips to watch. I was like, but he knows what it is. Yep. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, clips. <laughs> I did not watch the clip. Every time I get involved with you, Scout, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> it's going to be gentle, I promise. I promise. And I think it's so great that you guys oh are on here together. Oh, God. All right. Oh, yeah. It's so great. That's what I was thinking. This is so great that me and my daughter are going to be answering sex questions. Go. Hit us. What is the question? Okay. Okay. So, so these are from These are, these from, are from fans. fans. I'm going to leave. They're usually one or a Oh, no, they got to be great. They're great. <laughs> They're, They're great. great. They're so good. Um, so this guy's from Australia. So he says, uh, my question is, I'm a bisexual. He's from Australia, He's which from Australia. is down on... So we're going down. We're under. going down <laughs> under. Down. Yes. Um, so my question is, I'm a bisexual male who was more into men than women. In my first nine months relationship with a woman, it feels so weird in a sense that I don't crave a male's attention in a physical or emotional way anymore. I don't look their way or feel any type of way anymore, even with women as well. I'm only attracted to my girlfriend and only her. So his partner. What I'm trying to get at is, is it normal that you don't find anyone else, male or female, female physically attractive when you're in a long-term relationship except for your partner. I look at people and I think, yeah, they're good looking or yeah, she's pretty, but not in a sexual way anymore. Will it stay like this as long as I am in love with my partner? I just suppress, I've been married for eight years with my husband for 10 years and I, I, he's the only one that's maybe never want to look at another person. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't even really register. It could be the best looking guy in the world or girl. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't really cross my, doesn't really cross my mind. I know Scout in a relationship is same That's way. Bullshit. You don't think? <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, do you're no, you're no, married for a long time? I think you're bullshitting. I've been married today. I just found out it was my 42nd anniversary. <laughs> oh my god! No, today. <laughs> somebody, yes, somebody, somebody texted me and said happy anniversary, and I said, uh, uh, "What is it? The anniversary?" Of? And they said, oh, "You're married, no. idiot." And then I went in and told my wife. The thing is, I love my wife, and I'm happily yeah. married. You can always look and think and and be attracted to you just don't have to i was talking to heidi klum about it the other day what, what was her term she said you could look at the menu just don't order don't order oh yeah oh my god it's a funny story when i was at the taping um of your show with my boyfriend yeah. tom i noticed that that heidi checked out tom i noticed it i was like oh shit she's checking him oh. out yeah i was i was like just, but she, no, likes she's admiring. Admiring. she just likes when she meets somebody admiring. she likes to taste their penis <laughs> And if it's salty, then she knows that they're a good person. But that's, she's not going to be. Oh my God, your daughter's dying right now. (laughs) What about you, Jackie? What about you? Do you think, do you, do you think that you can? I'm married. Yeah. Um, So I, I mean, I find other men attractive, but I'm not sexually attracted to anyone else. There's not that thing anymore, right? 
What's the difference between being attracted or like, sexually attracted? I know someone is good looking, yeah. like what the viewer yeah. of your fans said. I know someone is good looking, but that doesn't mean that I would want to be with them. There's I think, a difference. I think what it is, is do you create a fantasy with that person? Right. Do you, could you see yourself being intimate with that person? I no. think, I think is. Like I can't imagine it. I think. In a fantasy? Yeah, but not in reality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happened to me too when I had kids. Where my fantasies now involve like sleeping. Yeah, you know, fantasies involve like taking a nap. So I have different fantasies now. When she says she wants to sleep with somebody, it's because she wants rest. (laughs) I want to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Literally wants to sleep. Jackie, how old? How old are your kids? Uh, Five and seven. Oh, I've got a three and a five-year-old. Ah, it's the same thing. Are you guys setting up? Screw the podcast. Are you getting a play date together? Yes. Yes. Wait, do you have boys or girls? Uh, Older girl, younger boy. Oh, okay. I've got two boys. Two boys. One might be into the boy as well. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. That might work, that might work perfectly for my two boys. Oh, that's so great. Uh, You know, okay. So going back to the question, I feel like I, I don't, I don't look. I have like blinders on. I, I, I literally have blinders, but I feel like. It's something that I've, I've really had to like learn to do because I thought maybe it would hurt my partner. Um, now that it's like second nature, right? Um, but I think a lot of men like look around. I but mean, I, I also had think a lot of women when I do was too. single, when I was with boyfriends, not married. It was when I was married that something like clicks. clicks. I'm still in the boyfriend realm. Yeah, so <laughs> we're still shopping, but not not purchasing. <laughs> Not yet. I don't think that that goes away. Attraction. No, no. I think that when you're at, when it's new and fresh, you become, you don't even care about even spending a moment with your friends. Right. But after a while, you know, listen, I don't want to be with anybody else, but my wife, I love my wife. We, you know, we, we will always be together. But that doesn't mean you can't be attracted. And being attracted doesn't mean that you've got to bring anything to fruition. Right. And I think attraction is always, um, well, it doesn't have to always be sexual, but isn't that what it is? In- well, that's I the guess. thing is I, I feel like you can be attracted. Like when I'm, I, I agree with you, Howie. I honestly do agree with you. I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy that we don't have like this blockage. Right. And I, sometimes I have to look at myself and not get upset with mm. my boyfriend when I think he's looking at someone. Right. Were you mad at Heidi? Were you mad at Heidi? No, but I, I remember I was like, oh. Because I was like, Heidi's gorgeous. And so you, know, are you. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but when when like an attractive woman, yeah. you, a little bit of an intimidation factor. I didn't get mad. I didn't get anything. I just checked myself. And I was like, oh, that just, that like, that makes me feel something. Did he pick up on it? No, no? he's oblivious. No. Oblivious. <laughs> fucking oblivious to the world. I don't think most guys know when, uh, you know, when somebody's really checking them. I think we're oblivious to that. Yeah. To that. I think women are more in tune. Mm-hmm. But I think also uh, being attracted to someone is by so many things. Personality. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. there's and so it'll change many as you get things. older too. Yeah, that, that. But I think, I think there's a, the, there's a healthy way with both. I mean, obviously this guy is like saying he does not look at anyone. Right. Is it, is it healthy? I mean, if it's healthy for I you. I think he's just writing your podcast so that his girlfriend or his partner or whoever he's talking about. Knows, knows that he's monogamous. Knows that I am, I'm committed yeah, to you. Yeah, that's bullshit. You know what it's like? <laughs> I, I used to have a thing. Uh, I, 
I used to have a thing in my act where I would talk about how, uh, you know, in the mall, guys always get caught by their significant others, always. Like uh-huh. staring, you know, and then you go, uh, you know, I'm staring. And then, and then I see that my wife sees that I'm staring. And then the way out of it, we always do this kind of bullshit critique, which is bad. Uh, you know, you go, look at, Oh honey, I know, look at her tits. I, <laughs> I hate those. I hate those because they're so pert and firm. Not like yours. This is, I hate those. Don't you hate those? And then that way, that's a pass. Oh my God, I love it. This guy's doing right now. Oh my God. You know, I'm going to make my boyfriend listen to this episode and take that advice. So every time I catch him looking, he can do a Howie Mandel. What kind of relationship uh, do you have where you have to force him to listen to episodes? Oh God. No, no. I just, we we kind of like ask them if like do you want to listen do you not we didn't know if if this if we got too deep yeah and our our significant others well there's a lot of stories there's a we lot, a lot of, past of past stories like gnarly past sexual stuff that you don't stories. really want your for uh, significant uh, other to know necessarily right. but now so they you listen can only imagine what it's like to be on this podcast sitting <laughs> beside your daughter <laughs> <laughs> i think it's great so great that th- jackie this question's to you yeah. Okay. So I'm nervous. I'll leave the room. <laughs> no, no. Howie. So, hey, guys, I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you so much for being open and honest, truly healing me and my insecurities. Mm. Uh, okay, so here goes. I'm a 47-year-old male, and I've pretty much had given up on finding my person. I'm a little overweight and not the most beautiful person, I guess. He does in a question mark. No, don't say that. So when I was about 32, I ordered my first sex doll and quickly fell in love. She was everything to me, but recently I have met the love of my life. It has been two months and she's the one, but I have a deep connection with my doll and not sure if I can give her up. Do I tell her? Oh my God. I am so scared to see what she says and don't want her to leave me. You two have expressed how you have to be open and honest in a relationship. Could I have both? Jackie. Mm. This is my question. Yes. This is- <laughs> no, Come on, Jackie. If you be open and honest with a blow up doll, how can you face a doll and tell the doll that this is not, not going to be between us anymore? She's going to burst at the seams. She is going to. <laughs> What if your husband, Jackie, came ha- it had this situation? I think my daughter would like to answer. Yes. Yeah, so- I don't know how to answer these questions. I feel like going underneath this desk right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love oh it. I'm, I'm so shy about all this stuff, too. This is so not me. But I guess you, I guess you bring it up and you tell your significant other because, like, they're going to walk in one day you know, on whatever he's doing with a blow-up doll and, oh be, my God. Surprised. and be surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd be surprised. Why? Well, first of all, why would this person be jealous of a balloon? That's what right. I'm saying. Just tell them. It's not another person. He's not asking to bring another person into the relationship. What he's if asking- it's one of those lifelike dolls? First of all, I'm not, I'm I, not I, don't I don't know that I'm going to help this person at all. First of all, they, they got bigger issues than uh, having to uh, break up with a balloon. The, 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 <laughs> point, the point is 
that, you know, even the way this letter started is God. No, because I'm an advocate for yeah. mental health. OK, there's no self-esteem here. Mm. There's no uh, they're, they're saying that they're giving up at 47. Yeah. I wish mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't been 47 for over 20 years. So, you know, this is if they're giving up on themselves and they have to tell you about what they consider a weight problem. Those are the bigger Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that you have to go through life and kind of like find a way to celebrate yourself. You know, you, you got to love yourself. And this guy doesn't love himself. And that's who he's got. He's got to break up with everybody else except himself. Yeah. And then, yeah. regardless, then he could love. He can have his girlfriend, his boyfriend, his balloons and maybe even a butt plug. <laughs> We talked about the butt plug. We talked about a butt plug. That was really deep. (laughs) My son found a butt plug in my husband's nightstand drawer. And pulled it out. Now, you, is that how you refer to his asshole? Is uh, nightstand drawer? Oh, honey, look at the nightstand drawer on you. My son found it in there, and he pulled it out because he likes that popping sound. Uh, it was pink. It was pink. That's why he liked it. He was like, "Wait, you're you're." Your husband has a pink butt plug? It might be mine. It might be mine. He keeps all the naughties in that drawer. Okay, wait, this is a good yeah. debate. We, yes. we, get asked, we talk about this all the time. Do men have toys or no? Because every man that I've dated has always had toys. None, no guys No that one that she's been with has had toys. No. no. I don't know anyone either. No, yes. I don't know. See, Danielle? What is it? Why do I find all the freaky deekies? Uh, you, I don't know. They're drawn to you. They're Jeez, drawn to I you. I wonder why. So and you're creating one because he's five and he's already got his own pink butt plug. <laughs> he believes is his father's. Yeah, what did you tell him it was? Well, I told him to put it down. Put it down. Well, I said it was daddy. Take that out of your mouth. He was trying to put it in his mouth. That's exactly what Ooh. he was doing. <laughs> He would, cause, well, it, you know, he was holding it and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, no, I need oh to. Oh my God. It. I think that was all, by the way, why I, is, I think that was why good is, advice. Why is, it, why is the pink flavor poopy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you're getting more no, detailed. No, 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 we clean it. We more clean detailed, it. We clean more it. detailed. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, was it clean? Yes, it's always clean. You thought it wasn't going to be. I was like, bitch, please. Bitch. Um, okay, so I think that was really great advice, Howie. But I also think, I mean, obviously, I feel like he has to do some work on himself. I agree completely. Um, But if you are choosing to not do that and go further in this relationship, it's as easy as, you know, me having a conversation like with Tom, if this means something to you going, do you want kids? Do you want this life? Do you want that life? I think if that means something like it, it really means something to you, you have to be open and honest Ask her straight up. Yeah, if the you person has shit. a problem that you have a sex doll, then it's not your person. Yeah. Simple as that. It's just, it's like, I, I think but it's the simple. Woman, the woman he could be attracted to personally and the sex yeah. doll, just about personality. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to perform with her. He's, yeah. saying he has, he's saying it's more than just a sex doll. He's saying he has a personal, emotional attachment yeah. to this doll, right? Yeah, that's so, why it'll never yeah. go away. Well, then that's different than just having sex toys, isn't it? Yeah, because then yeah, yeah. Figure out what he's missing in his current relationship that he wants to stay with, that he still has to have this emotional attachment to a sex doll. I mean, he had, he, he had this her do- up and like taking her out. Well, places, it's just or? reminding me of that movie with, um, oh yeah. Uh, what was uh, his name? Uh, uh yes. Who um, had the sex doll who yes. brought it everywhere. Yes. I mean, he, he had this thing at 32 and he met the love is love of his life at 47. So he had this. 
I don't know the name of this doll, but he had this doll for over 15. I mean, this is a long time to have that. It's yeah. And then given up on love. I mean, that's just super sad. But he hasn't turned her in for a newer model. (laughs) Yeah. Have you made upgrades or do you keep with the one that you really love? Oh my God. Oh, thank you guys. That was a great segment. That's not so bad. That's not bad, right? We kept him pretty PG 13. They're dying. (laughs) They're like, uh, uh." oh, PG 43. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now in the segment, um, we're going to talk about a true crime case. Danielle. Okay, I have a lot of of notes and a lot of that stuff. A guy killed his sex doll and buried it. (laughs) Yes. We should have made it like a sex doll thing. He buried it in his own ass, and they couldn't find it because there was a pink butt plug. We're going to make this a drinking. Pulled it out of his own father's ass. He was three. He was three. We're going to make this a drinking game uh, a podcast. How many uh, times Howie Mandel can say ass? Or butt plug. <laughs> or butt plug. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Um, I'm, I'm holding back because my daughter's here. Oh, man. Well, we got to come on again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here it goes. So um, you're into... Okay, how are you into true crime stuff, too? I mean, like, we're obsessed with 20... Uh, not as much as... The, the, she is uh, not yeah. only into true crime, not only watches everything on true crime and listens to podcasts about true... She, I think that Jackie believes that she has solved the couple. Yeah, no... I'm convinced. That have I can you? Solve. Do you? I don't know if I have, but I'm convinced that I can solve a couple of these cases. The last one you were working on diligently and it ended was the Polito? Polito? No, no. Gabby Petito? Uh, yeah. yeah. No. no, that was a whole world that was in yeah. on that one. Yeah. That, was trying to solve it. that wasn't just me. Oh, so you're going to love this then. You're gonna, you're gonna love this case. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's let's not, let's read the case before, because okay. So I, I had seen this on 2020 over the years. I've seen the, you know the, the, the different uh, episodes and, and shows. So this is uh, this is from ABC News. Uh, this is a while ago. To, uh, well, this article is from 2020. It says a receipt from Target, a stolen car in Mexico, and a third unsolved murder investigation into the yacht murder of California couple. Do you guys know this story? Uh, Tom and Jackie Hawks. Did you hear about this? So, mm-hmm. so Tom, do you know it? Oh my God. So, okay. Isn't it the guy that bought the boat? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know all, my wife watches It's on 24 seven. I know every murder. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I always wonder why they have Dateline on at like nine o'clock on a Friday. Cause every woman's in bed yeah, all with the, their all fucking the doors locked. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so this was crazy. So, um, so Tom and Jackie Hawks traveled for years on their yacht. They basically were, you know, uh, uh, they, they they sold their house. They wanted to just live on, you know, they bought this beautiful boat. Uh, they spent all their time traveling on it and fixing it up and doing all of these wonderful things. Um, he was a Vietnam vet, father of two boys. Um, he had met Jackie uh, when the boys were a little bit older and she was uh, had a motorcycle accident when she was younger and was never able to have kids. Mm. So they became like, she raised them essentially. So um, uh, anyway, their, their dream was to retire in his 50s and live on a boat with his wife, Jackie. He eventually achieved it after prudent saving, investing his money for decades. But over a course of a week, another couple, complete strangers to the Hawks, took it all away. After planning for years, Tom and Jackie Hawks eventually bought a 55-foot traveler yacht about three hundred for about $300,000 and named it Well Deserved, which their tight-knit circle of friends and family agreed was the perfect thing for them. The couple outfitted the vessel with all this latest technology. Two years traveled from the Newport Beach morning, uh, Newport Beach along California coast in Mexico. Then their younger son, Matt, told them that he was going to have a baby. So they were like, okay, great, let's do this. We've got it. I want to sell the boat and we're going to move to a, a home base 
space and we're going to move closer to our children. So, you know, now the mom has a chance to like be with the baby finally, which is wonderful. So they list their boat. Uh, and they've got this, this couple that, you know, call, calls and says, I want to come. I want to check out the boat and all that stuff. Um, and they're all excited. And Tom and Jackie cl- calls family and friends and says, we've got somebody, this buyer, he's going to come, he's going to come look at the boat, you know, and he's, he's, we're going to do this. So the next thing you know, no one can get a hold of them. So they do this deal. They make this deal. Apparently they get the cash and then they, they can't find their parents. So uh, their son Ryan told 2020 for them to just shut off their cell phones and drop off the face of the earth is extremely out of character, obviously. Yeah. So the family found the well-deserved mort in its usual berth at Newport Beach, but the couple and their car, a silver Honda CRV, were nowhere to be found. So this guy's uh, uh, brother used to be a cop. So his uncle knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your parents disappear. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So uh, my uncle knew something was wrong right away, said Ryan Hawks, adding that his uncle had noticed the dinghy his parents used to get their yacht hadn't been tied properly. So the uncle goes down to the boat, uh-huh. takes a look and goes, my brother would have never kept it looking like a piece of shit. There were things that were misplaced. There was, you know, the, the there was like things hanging out windows. It was not, it's like if you came to my house and there was shit yeah. everywhere, Always you'd be like- Always trust your gut. Always trust your gut. Something is not right. So what he did was, is he left a note saying, hey, you know, on his car, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my brother. Obviously, they were the last to see them. If you know anything, can you can you call me? So the the owner, the new owners of the boat, uh, their names. Where did I put their names? Um, I should probably know this. Um, uh, he had changed his name too. I'll get to that in a second. Um, let me just read this so I can get it specific. So Jim Hawks, Tom Hawks' brother and retired police officer, left a note on the well-deserved with his phone number in hopes that the buyer would contact him. It was Jennifer DeLeon who called him back. She was the wife of, you know, the husband, whatever, um, saying that her, Skylar, that she and her husband Skylar had paid for the boat in cash in full which is odd, okay. uh, who carries around half a million dollars in cash. Still suspicious, Jim Hawks reached out to Trisha Schultz, a friend of the family who managed the missing couple's finances while they were traveling. So when they would go out on the boat, they had a friend that would take care of paying their bills and stuff because they couldn't be reached sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Tom and Jackie, if they would have sold the boat, would have deposited that money into their bank account. There was no activity on their account, so we knew that something was really wrong. Uh, Jim Hawks told me that he was going to contact the police department and file a missing persons report. Newport Beach police took on the case once a missing persons report was filed nearly two weeks after the couple's disappearance. This couple were in the process of selling or sold a vessel to this other couple, Skylar and Jennifer DeLeon. Newport Beach Detective Sergeant Dave Bington, uh, Byington, now retired till 2020. Skylar happens to be a convicted felon. He's on probation. I go, geez, okay, well, this doesn't sound very good right now. Mind you, this guy, Skylar DeLeon, was a child actor. Oh. I guess he was on the Power Rangers, or he was like a a glorified extra at some point on the Power Rangers, is what they're saying, you know, (laughs) fucked up child actor. actor. (laughs) Another one of the child, fucked up child actors. Okay. Um, uh, So later on, anyways, child actor, he met Jennifer uh, online, they got married, they had a little girl, and she was pregnant now with another baby. So Jennifer, a hairstylist, was the breadwinner for the family uh, while they lived in a converted garage behind her parents' home in Long Beach. Given their living situation, the couple didn't seem, uh, didn't seem to police like buyers with such an who would buy such an extravagant yacht, obviously. So um, police searched, um, oh, actually the brother went to the boat when he looked around and saw things were in disarray and saw what he thought was like like a bloody handprint or something on the inside. Police came and looked at the boat and it was rust. 
Okay. So the w- people that own the boat now, so they're saying, so that oh, wouldn't be Skylar like them. and Jennifer are like, um, you know, we're we, we're looking for them too. If you find them, let us know because there's a lot of things they left on the boat. We've got questions. We gave them the money. They hopped in the car. They said something about going to Mexico. They had like notarized papers. The boat, you know, the title was signed over to them and all of this stuff. So uh, anyway. So the police searched the boat after they were allowed to now get a search warrant and go on because there was something that was amiss Mm -hmm. uh, where they found a receipt from Target. The purchase, which was dated two days after the day friends said hawks were being uh, being taken, the prospective buyer for a test ride listed trash bags, bleach, and and acid dumps. Sound familiar? Just kidding. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy shit. Don't buy shit. Mm. Uh, (laughs) If I was going to kill somebody, I'd have my clean kit and it would be bags to get rid of evidence, bleach to wipe down the scene, and maybe if I had a conscience, some Tums to settle my stomach after killing poor people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the police uh, got uh, the video from Target, and it was actually Jennifer's dad who was in the photos that was buying this stuff for them. So she told her dad they were going to, they were cleaning a church. Oh, okay. Uh, nobody knew about this boat situation. Um, so when he sees a family volunteering at a church, it, you know, put him at ease a little mm-hmm. bit thinking, okay, this is going to turn out okay. The Hawks are fine. So he was talking to Jennifer and basically she said, you know, we're looking for the Hawks too. The family is very concerned. And she said that she was, you know, she was very genuine. She seemed, you know, she said, we're really concerned too. And then she goes, we've been trying to reach out to them since we bought it. They've, they have a lot of property clothes and stuff. You know, we don't really know what to do. So she was very specific. She just seemed very genuine in her concern for the Hawks family and finding them. And Skylar proceeded, you know, anyway, when, when, they came to look at the boat. I guess there's a, there's a term for what they, how they test drive it when you're buying a boat. I don't know what the terminology is, but because this guy, the owner of the boat used to be a, a, you know, a police officer, um, he had a bad feeling. So he was like, you know, maybe now is not a good time to go on the boat, you know, but this is, you know, maybe we can reschedule because he came with these two other guys and he got a weird vibe. And then he goes, you know what? Hang on one second. Let me make a phone call. So Skylar calls his wife, Jennifer, and says, can you, can you come down here? Because it's not going the way that they had planned. So she comes down and of course he sees the pregnant wife with the daughter and she gets on the boat and then you start thinking, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, they're normal. Like who would be trying to do something to me? She's got a baby in her belly and all of this stuff. So, but before they take off on the Classic boat, baby in the belly, Classic baby in the belly for the test drive, before they go out on this test drive, she ends up having to get off the boat because the baby's being fussy. So then Tom feels weird because he's like, what do I say now? I'm sitting here and I can't now go, well, you know, maybe we really should reschedule. So against his gut, he decides to take them out mm. for a test drive. Mm. So what ends up happening, how crazy, what happened? This is you so much. I mean, Jackie, you probably hear too. The the classic woman coming in, like whether the baby belly is real or not. Like the fact that she was, the, she was, they, they had planned this. This was like what they had decided to do. They were, they, anyway, so he got, he ends up going into the police finally bring him in for questioning. And he, he admits that, you know, where'd they get that cash? Because first he tries to save from being a child actor. He had saved all of his money. Oh, you're like, the Power, the Power Rangers, even as the start. Uh, I don't think so. Um, and then he says, you know what? I lied. Actually, it's money that I have gotten from these, these drug lords. Oh, boy. And I was trying to get, get rid of it, essentially, because I was going to give it to them, even though it was bad, you know, bad blood marked money. And then I was going to sell the boat and then it would be clean money, essentially. Right. So anyway. Um, let's see, let's see. So 
there's so much to the story, you guys. That is insane. <laughs> well, they also paid, but everybody had the same exact story. It was, they came, they, they did this test drive. She came, they, they purchased the boat and they took off and they went to Mexico. They found this Honda CRV. So they go to the authorities. They start to go on the news and say like, hey guys, you know, if you, we can't find your parents, they're missing. If you know any information, here's the car they were last seen in with this money. And there was no deposits made, nothing into their accounts. It's just like, what are they going to do with this money? And they're yeah. like heading off, running off to Mexico and leaving their brand new grandbaby to never be seen. No, not going to happen. So um, a retired couple in San Miguel, Mexico, heard his plea on the news telling police that they actually saw the couple's 1998 silver Honda CIV parked next to a mobile home. The mobile home's owner told Mex- it was in Mexico, Mexican authorities that he didn't know Tom or Jackie Hawks, but that the car was given to him from a friend. Skylar de Leon. Oh, at that moment, any possibility that the Hawks were still alive were dead right there, unfortunately. So Caitlin Rother, consultant for 2020 on this story, um, uh, she said that with the discovery of the car, the police realized that Skylar de Leon and Jennifer, who was also described by others, the mobile home park had been down there. They had now witnessed who knew them and the de Leons gave us this car. So he gets rid of the car. Skylar murdered these people. Byington said as he concluded after findings the Hawks car, but investigators still don't have enough to prove it. On December 17th, police arrested Skylar DeLeon on money laundering because he admitted that when he was in there, charges while they continued investigating him for the murder of the Hawks. So as dominoes fall. So they had interviewed the notary and she lied. When she was in there saying that she was there, she met, that she met them and it was all, you know, you know, all kosher and all good and all great. So they paid her off. They paid her off to do it, to backdate the the papers. I don't know. She doesn't know what's going on. So she said, they're not going to be there. Can you just do this? We're trying to get this boat sold. You know, we just need this, you know, we'll give you $2,000 and just just sign it and then be good, you know, and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Not a big deal. Um, so, uh, but there was, there were, there were two guys that were convicted felons that were there with him when he went. So they take off on the boat for the test drive. And what happens is while Tom goes downstairs, or the two guys go downstairs, Skylar and this other dude, um, go downstairs and they, they start to, the wife starts to hear scuffling. So she goes down and he's a big, he's a big dude too. So she goes to look, uh, over down the stairs to see what's going on. And she gets attacked and overpowered by the other guy. They end up handcuffing her. They handcuff him. They end up being in a bed together, down below, bound together, I guess, like back to back. And what they did is they drove the boat out. They had them sign all everything over to them while they were there before they, you know, were about to be killed, essentially. The rights to all their money, the, the paperwork, the title, everything. But the, the wife left, didn't spell her last name wrong. Just on purpose, on purpose, which then they added an S at the Mm -hmm. end. So they were like, this this seems really weird. Um, And (laughs) this is horrible. They took them out to the deepest part of the sea and they back to back. They they chained them up to uh, the anchor, essentially. They tied the anchor to their handcuffs and then they threw the rope or the, the chain essentially into the water. So they're sitting there at the end of the boat, hearing the clanking going down, essentially waiting for them to be pulled overboard. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I, it's, it was so horrific to watch and to, you know, you always talked about like your biggest fear is being abducted and like getting tortured essentially. 
and and he I guess he had said to her because uh, one of them confessed to everything, uh, so they were able, so they were able to get him. They got two life sentences, and then the other one's in jail for however many years. But I guess that the husband had Tom had said to his wife, it, "No matter what happens, we're gonna it's gonna happen to both of us. We're both gonna be together." So they never found their bodies. Oh man! But I can't even imagine sitting on the end, listening yeah. to the clanking of the chain, going over the wood railing, waiting for your death as you were handcuffed and you were you're bound back to back together to to die forever. And to think that they weren't going to get caught. And then the fucked up thing is they found a bunch of their shit in their apartment when the police went to their apartment. And this crazy bitch had used the video camera that they stole from the yacht that was theirs to film their Thanksgiving gathering like two weeks after. Oh my God. So at the, so the very last thing that you see of, of them is, oh, this is our last day on our boat. We love this. We're never going to be on our boat again. Oh, farewell. But it's going to go to a good family. And we're so happy we get to be near our grandkids. And then it, you know, cuts to them recording over this tape out there, like Thanksgiving family gathering and all is good and great, knowing that they've literally just pushed people down into the sea. So you heard this case, Howie. You heard about this. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I missed it. Could you just start at the top? I yes, I will. Let me reread it. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard this one. No, no, that's crazy. I mean, I just I can't imagine. I mean, the fact that that husband still at the very end still like saying something, I'm holding like on to her. Yeah, and like I mean, I just I I wouldn't even know what to say. But if I was in that position, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he was just even giving her any, and, and they're making them sign everything over to them while Jesus. they're bound before this is going to happen. And he's screaming no, they, like, they, why they, are you they, doing that? They say the two best days of a man's life are the day he buys his boat and the day he sells his boat. But that doesn't ring true with this. No, <laughs> no, that's, that's not this fucking story. <laughs> and oh my the saddest God. part is, is the reason why they were selling their boat was to start their life with their grandkids, right? Yes. Like, and she was begging for her life, begging, saying, please just let me see my grandson. Why are you doing this? You have this? to bring up the whole negative part of it. That's yeah. my daughter. She doesn't, ever <laughs> so see that, she doesn't ever see the bright side of anything. <laughs> so was she, was even she, the wife was going on TV with her pregnant belly saying like, oh, we have nothing to God. do with this. We have nothing to do with this. How can people lie? And the two, the two other guys that were, the two other guys that were with him were he set this up in prison they were convicted felons too so when they got out they had this whole deal they were gonna this is what they were gonna do apparently was they were she gonna, really pregnant she was actually okay yeah everything's a, a lie scout <laughs> the whole case is a lie she was yeah there was no fake belly there damn oh that's heavy shit but the the notary uh, uh later on yeah, confessed for- she first she lied and then she said okay because she didn't want to ruin her reputation by saying okay i lied she's not in jail for lying she's she will she i, I, mean, I guess not she not know what they, she knew what they were doing no she didn't know what they were doing oh, come on. No, no, no. It was just like, can you buy $2,000 to back? But they just said, we're buying a boat. Can you backdate this? We're not, we're not able to meet them. We just need this, these dates to be like this. I mean, yeah, but I, you got to wonder like who's shady and going to take that. Well, guys, from running away to, um, to sex dolls and to yacht killings. Holy shit. Oh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are mortified. <laughs> We're not no. mortified. No, I think it was good for our relationship. Tell us, uh, tell us where we can find all of your socials and your podcasts and all that fun stuff. Wherever uh, podcasts are available, it's Howie Mandel does stuff, and uh, 
she, and on YouTube and it comes out every single Tuesday. So people could subscribe and write comments and re- rate and review and whatever you do on podcasts. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. It. Oh, thank you guys again so much. Thanks, Thanks guys for too. coming on our show. Our pleasure. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Talk Scary to Me. Please remember to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Talk Scary to Me podcast or our individuals at Horror Gal and Under the Sea Scout. Also, if you want to see videos, please follow us at Patreon, hashtag Talk Scary to Me. Don't forget to submit those questions at podcast at talkscarytome.com.